Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in today's solo episode, I'll be talking about the difference between reference lists, checklists, to-do lists, and projects, and ways to organize them and how to outsource. If you're wanting to stop drowning in your lists of things to do and be more intentional with your time, then this episode is for you. Thanks for joining me for today's solo episode, all about lists. I'll be sharing the difference between reference lists, checklists, to-do lists, and projects, and ways to organize them and how to outsource them so that you can be more intentional with your time. So why do we need lists? The biggest thing is so that we're not forgetting things. I don't know about you, but if I don't write things down, I will definitely forget them. And I'll get that reminder at two o'clock in the morning and my brain will be like, oh, remember you needed to phone so-and-so back or you need to create a calendar invite. It'll be at the worst time when I'm usually sleeping. But if I actually have this written down, my mind then is able to rest at night and able to sleep. It means that you're more productive and also more efficient if you actually have a list. So our brain actually starts to get to work on that idea and that process that we want to do, or maybe it's a project during the night, during our sleep. When we wake up in the morning, if we have that list ready to go, we're actually straight into it because our brain has actually started to work through the process and help us prepare to actually be more efficient that morning. The other thing about this is you get that dopamine hit when you've just done one of the tasks and you're able to tick it off. I love the things where you can actually tick it off. I suppose that's why I probably like writing on paper rather than digitally because when you do it digitally, generally you cross it off and it just deletes. Whereas if it's on paper, you can still see it. The other thing is that it provides visibility across family members and people that you work with by having these lists. I know for us as a family, now that we have like, for example, our holiday checklist, both my husband and I can see the things that we need to do. We've shared that list and we continue to add to that list. And that's another benefit of it being digital. So let's start with reference lists. So reference lists are recommendations and ideas. So you might have a reference list for podcasts that people recommend to listen to, books that you'd like to read, movies you'd like to watch, Netflix series you want to watch, maybe music you want to listen to. So I definitely have one of these, a books reference list and also a Netflix series one and podcasts I'd like to listen to. Other reference ideas are gift wish lists. So with your children, you might have ideas of gifts they'd like to receive throughout the year for their birthdays or Christmas, and you then can refer to this when it's coming up to their birthday. So meal planning is another great reference list. We have this, and underneath it is like a theme. So it might be Mexican, and under Mexican we have 
all the different meal ideas for Mexican that our family eats. So pulled tacos, enchilada, chicken taco bowl. So all of those are listed underneath each of those headings. So there might be a pasta night. I know there's an Asian meals night, but each one has a list underneath. You might have one for professional use. So like for me, I have all the therapists and services that I recommend to other clients that I work with. And I have those in an actual reference list for myself to be able to quickly get and then share with people the contact details. You might have a reference list for restaurants or cafes that you want to visit. Maybe it's places to visit. When my children were younger, I had lists of parks that I'd like to go to, especially when we were living in Melbourne. You know, people would talk about, oh, there's this new park and I would never remember unless I wrote it down. So I had a reference list for those. Now it's actually like bike rides that we'd like to do, places we'd like to visit. Travel, maybe there's travel places you'd like to visit and they could go on there. I've definitely done it for accommodation. So when people have suggested places to stay, I've written that down and I've got a list of those places or places to visit. Recipes are another great reference list that you might have. Someone might make a suggestion. You're like, yeah, we haven't had that meal for a long time. So you could add that to a reference list. Websites, things that you might be wanting to investigate, or it might be like shopping. So I know for myself, when I want to order some natural products, I can never remember the website. And so I actually have a list of all of those places that I've purchased certain things from because everything's online now. So like my foundation, I'm not going to remember what shop it was that I online shop, but if I go to my reference list, I can check that there. Milestone birthday ideas. So this might be just a general list of ideas that you get for 50th or 60th or 21st. And you actually have all of these. Now, this one I actually got from Life Admin Life Hacks book. Another one that they also suggested were dinner party menu ideas, which I don't feel like I've done lately. So it hasn't been one that I have had, but I definitely think this is a great idea once you know, things are getting back to normal and we're able to have people over to our houses. Now, our next type of lists are checklists. These are reminders to help you know what to do for reoccurring um, activities. So a great example is a holiday packing checklist. So we have one of these for camping and we also have one for traveling when we're not taking our tent. And it means that we can refer to it and make sure that everything on that list we have or we've done before we actually leave. And it's been life-changing really when it comes to going camping or traveling. It means that we're not forgetting things which we normally would have done. And over these Easter holidays when we went away, my son actually helped me with packing for the holiday and it was great having the checklist because he just went on to the next one going, okay, I need to go get all the cords for our charging unit. We need to get the sunscreen, um, mosquito repellent, all those things that you forget and then you get somewhere and you have to buy them. So it's saving you money as well as saving you time and energy. Another thing is prepping the house for holidays. So when you're actually leaving the house, the things that you need to remember to do, like put the bins out, maybe it's cleaning out the fridge so there's no terrible smells when you come back. 
It might be making sure all of the windows are locked. Maybe you put a timer on your lights or you have some security cameras that you have specially positioned and set up when you leave. Whatever it is that you need to do that preps the house for the holidays. We actually have a dog sitter who comes and stays at our house, so we have a checklist for her as well so that all the things that we need to remember to leave out for her and so that she knows everything to do when we're gone and all the passwords for everything. Another one is leaving for school. So my kids have one and they're both stuck on the front door and it just says, have you packed? And it's got the list, the checklist. So mask, bus pass, phone, hat, laptop, planner, notebook, lunchbox, and drink bottle. And it means that they can quickly go through that and then go, oh, I've forgotten my bus pass and go and get it rather than then maybe missing the bus. Another one is for leaving the lounge room. So my son had a terrible habit of leaving everything everywhere all over the lounge room. But then when I'd ask him to clean it up, he would just do what he thought needed cleaning up. So I created a checklist for him and it's actually got photos on it. So it's like turn off the TV with the remote because he would never turn the TV off. It's put the controllers on the charger. That's probably the one thing that he used to do really well. Put the headphones away or on the charger. Put the games away if he's got used games rather than online. Put the cushions back on the couch because he always puts them all over the floor. And then returning the iPad to the charger if he's had the iPad there as well. This checklist has made such a difference. And I think just having the visual for each of those things has helped, especially if he's feeling a little stressed. It means he can just refer to that. He doesn't have to try and remember it. Another one is like cleaning up a room. So this one I've used with clients in their particular rooms within their home. We've created a checklist both for the kids with visuals and also for the adults with words and sentences instead. So for the kids clean up, a great way to start is also just using, say, one picture. So you just want them to pick up, for example, the Barbies, or it might be you just want them to pick up all the cars or all the textures and that's the only picture that you're putting up there for the to start off until they build up this skill and then you might add two pictures two things that you'd like them to pick up all the soft toys or all the clothes need to be removed or shoes it's a great strategy to use when we're teaching kids about cleaning up when we say clean up the room to kids with additional needs that's like what what does that even mean whereas if we've broken it down into a smaller task by just saying we want you just to pick up that one thing that is definitely going to help with their executive functioning the next one could be family conversations or meetings we have a meeting on a sunday night so we actually have a checklist that we use to go through on the sunday night during our meeting time so ours is like a reflection on jobs we share the week ahead We also then talk about what went well this week, what makes you feel loved or encouraged and what's something you want to do this week. And we just sort of take it in turns of using the checklist and so it's a different person in the family that's actually running the meeting or the conversation each week. Another one could be chores for your kids, their chores that they need to do each week. So it might be a visual or it could be just words as well. It could be home maintenance, so things that need to be done on a regular basis and then things that need to be done maybe once a year, but having it as a checklist to refer to will help 
remind you of those things like maybe it's changing your batteries in your in your smoke alarm or it's cleaning out the gutters or it's spraying outside for spiders once a year or it's cleaning the blinds this will definitely help you to remember all of those different things that you want to do each year routines for my own children and clients that I work with we will come up with a routine to help them remember so I'll share share my son's routine so the morning routine for him his is actually in order and he doesn't like to miss the steps and move on to something else until he's actually done it so he's just like listen to his music first thing in the morning then he feeds the dog then he has breakfast then he opens the blinds he makes his lunch gets dressed puts on his deodorant sunscreen in summertime does his hair sort of teeth he makes the bed opens the windows like the blinds of the windows turns off the lights and puts the clothes in the wash baskets and then he puts his shoes and socks on and packs his school bag so he actually has that listed out in order and he's now gone on to words his isn't a visual like it used to be and he uses a paper clip to move down that little piece of paper some days he doesn't need it if he's in a good mood he'll be able to remember that and he doesn't need to refer to it but on days when he's not in a great mood not in a good space then he's got that always to refer to other checklists might be christmas time you might have uh, things that you do on a regular basis at christmas on christmas day and having a checklist will help you to remember all of those things maybe it's around birthdays or other seasonal events that you have I also have um, a checklist of questions that I ask myself to review the year, the end of the year as well. Another one that I got from Life Admin Life Hacks book was a worry book, a checklist. So you write down all the worries that you have and then you look back at it and see if that you're still worrying about that, you know, a week later or a month later and you can just get rid of it if it's not a worry anymore. That's something you've used a strategy to actually deal with it. So I really like that idea. The next lot of checklists is a to-do list. They are things that need to start with a verb. So they're like buy, sell, borrow, ring, find. And these lists, these to-do lists, I like to say they're to-choose lists. And I have uh, four contexts that I used, and I have talked about this in previous episodes, which I'll link to in the show notes. But I like to use errands, which is out of the house, calls, which is on the phone, computer, which is like ordering or emailing things, and then home, so maintenance things that need to be done or cleaning that needs to be done or things that need to be fixed. And so by having those things in that category, that is when I'll do them. So all the calls I'll generally make together or all the errands when I'm out and about, I'll think about, oh, I'm going to be on that side of the town. That's when I'll do that particular errand. I really enjoy putting mine into that and then doing them according to when I've got the space throughout the week. Now, the final one is projects. So projects are items that require more than two steps to complete. So an example is organizing your wardrobe. It's a project because it includes more than one task. It includes several. So I'll go through a couple. So it would mean that you need to declutter your clothes. You would then need to decide on the storage that you're going to use to store these clothes. You'd then need to maybe measure the space in case you need to purchase something to store the clothes in. You'd need to then research the storage items that you're going to use. 
then purchase the storage items that you require and then arrange the clothes into the areas and take away any clothes that need to be recycled, donated or sold. By having all of those steps, you would then allocate those into your to-do list as you're doing it. So you might do some of it over a period of a month, it might be a period of a week. By having all of the steps down, it's going to make it easier to work through the project. And it's not going to feel so overwhelming and daunting when you've actually got the steps written down underneath your project. Another project that I'm actually working on myself is I've got a trip planned to Sydney to catch up with a girlfriend who lives up there who I haven't seen because of lockdowns. I have to check my dates and check the flight. I need to book the flight, which I have actually done. I need to research the places to stay and I'm going with another friend so I need to share and book the accommodation and work out which one we want to stay at. Then plan what else we're going to do over that weekend. There's another friend we'd like to catch up with as well. And then we might book some restaurants to go out for dinner and then sort of go back over that before we leave as well. Another project that I have has as a current project has been organizing my photos, which has been a good year process, setting up a password manager. So all of my passwords are in the manager and that's including my husband. So that's quite a big project because there's both of us doing that. I really would like to purchase some new dining chairs because ours aren't in the best condition and I'd like smaller ones so the room doesn't feel so small and make it actually feel a little bit bigger by having lower backs on them. And I need to create a drop zone where I'm going to put all of our shoes and the kids' bags and things. At the moment, it was a toy cupboard and I've removed it, but I haven't finished that So when we're creating a project, there is, you know, we need to look at whether it's a current project, it's something that's next in line, or maybe it's a someday project. So all those projects that I have just listed to you are mine, are current projects that I'm working on. And so once you've decided it, you need to then decide on the next action steps that you need to do under each of those. And then you're going to create the tags as to when you're going to do it. If there's someone in the family that I need to share it with, it might be a group project like the one I said about the password manager. I need to also allocate that to my husband, some of the, um, or even look at the steps together and work out which bits we're going to do each. For the things that I'm going to do this week, and I place it under my to-choose list, for example, organizing my photos, I need to actually pick up the hard drive, which is being transferred from an old hard drive that doesn't work anymore. So I've placed that under my errands context tag so that I can pick it up this week. For my Sydney holiday, I need to let a friend know the dates that we've decided we're coming and we're arriving making sure that she's able to catch up that time. So I've put that under my phone contacts tag so that I can text her from my phone. So I suppose you're wondering then, where did we store these lists? For me, I use my reminders on my actual phone and I do my to-do list under there, which I've broken down into the context. I also have this in my diary as well, just in case my phone is flat, I've still got it there. I always have my diary with me in the car. I also use Google Documents and for our checklists. So all our checklists are in a folder 
and it's easy to access. It's also really easy to share with other people in the family. I do also use Life Sorted as a shared calendar and in there I use some of my reference lists are in there. So I do have my Netflix to watch and also my books to read are in there. Whereas some of my other reference lists are in my reminders app on my phone. I really like online because it means that I can share it. It means I can edit it and continue to add to it. I do though like the physical one just for the week ahead so that I can write down and allocate to each day when I'm going to do each of the tasks. For my business though, I actually use Trello, which is where I add my to-do list. It has checklists and it has my reference list. So for example, my podcast episodes, ideas that I come up with are in there, but then I also have a checklist of all the steps that need to be done once a episode has been uploaded so that my VA Anne can also help me with all of that and she's got the checklist to check against it to make sure everything has been done. So I hope by sharing these different types of lists, you can start to organize your next actions and time so that you're more intentional and you can get started on those projects that you've been thinking about and actually take some action on them. I'd love if you could share with me on Instagram or Facebook at Simply Happy Circle which list you'd like to create next. Thanks so much for listening to Simply Happy Conversations. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review. This helps others find it who are also looking for tips and organizational strategies to simplify their life and prioritize their health. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss future episodes. You can also connect with me over at simplyhappy.com.au.